The presidential motorcade had just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. The New Hampshire primaries are already finished. And who was the big winner? Comrade Bernie Sanders. That's right. I want free polydent, free prune juice, and all reverse mortgages will be free. That's right. <laughs> Bernie's going to give it all to you. And he's going to, you know, nationalize every bit of America and somehow he's gained the support of the entire party but there were some other big winners apparently according to the news media who really didn't want Bernie Sanders to win of course Pete Buttigieg got a little bump he got the booty bump you know uh, but the other one was Amy Klobuchar Amy Klobuchar was the one who had that Washington Post story put out about her that said when Amy Klobuchar was pregnant with her child, she was forced out of the hospital after 24 hours. Did she beat the nurse with a clipboard? I mean, you know, most women, if the childbirth goes well, are out of the hospital in 24 hours. That's not a big feat. She didn't win some sort of feminist battle. But, yeah, Amy Klobuchar... She, uh, they're going around now and they're saying, oh, Amy Klobuchar is the one. She's the moderate one. She has clomentum, which clomentum sounds like an ointment that you buy if you got chlamydia. It's like chlamydia got you down by clomentum. Yeah, um, let's listen to see what clomentum sounded like just 14 years earlier from today. I do believe that we need more resources at the border and that that includes a fence. What we have now, we have people waiting to come in legally. Thousands of people waiting to come in legally to this country and we have people coming in illegally. That's not right. We need to get order at the border. But we also have to stop giving amnesty to companies that are hiring illegal immigrants. Under this administration, the number of prosecutions of companies has gone way down. That has to change. Then finally, I believe that we need to give people who have been in this country for a number of years, who are willing to pay their taxes, who are willing to learn English, who are willing to pay the fines, the chance for earned citizenship. Nothing has happened for the last six years on this issue. It has been all talk, and that has to change. We need to get some action. You mean to tell me that Clementum includes a hardline stance on immigration? People waiting to get in line legally? Even a su supporting a border fence? Criticizing George W. Bush's administration for not cracking down on companies hiring illegal immigrants? That must have been Clementum back in 2006. But it sure ain't Clementum now. And, you know, between Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar and Bernie Sanders... There was other people who were thought to rule the roost. They thought they were going to come through and just wipe the floor with all these other people. Um, one of them being Elizabeth Warren. Uh, yeah, she's kind of fallen apart. 
Yeah, the wigwam is uh, kind of, you know, the wigwam's taking on water. It's flooding. She's got smoke signals going out right now, you know, asking for help. She talked about how one lady uh, gave up. She had $6 to her name, and she gave her 3 for her campaign. Yeah, um, the campaign that is falling apart. You have a strong following, and clearly we have a bunch yeah. of contests in the next 30 days. But are you optimistic that after Super Tuesday that there will be some kind of coalescing um, so that we don't end up in one of those protracted bitter battles that go all the way to the convention? How are you feeling about that right now? You think that is a possibility? Sure talked about that in, in, uh, uh, in my speech tonight because I am concerned. But you know, Claire, I tell you, there are so many people who are in this fight for all the right reasons. Uh, you know me, uh, did the speech and then afterwards did a selfie line and we were there for over an hour. People are coming through and they're saying thank you and they're giving hugs and talking about what's important to them. A young woman came up by herself and she said, uh, I'm a broke college student with a lot of student loan debt. And she said, I checked and I have $6 in the bank. So I just gave $3 to keep you in this fight. That's what we got to do. We got to stay in this fight with people who are counting on us. So the wagons are circling the Elizabeth Warren campaign as it's just totally dissipating like smoke signals. And she decides to put out a mea culpa for her performance in New Hampshire she has a little email that's been going around to her supporters saying, let's face it, last night did not go the way we wanted it to go. We were hoping for a better result in New Hampshire, and a lot of volunteers and grassroots supporters fought really hard to make it happen. It hurts to care so much, to work so hard, and to still fall a little short. So it's okay to take a moment and feel the pain or process that disappointment. Take a walk around the block, eat a piece of chocolate, hug your pet, adopt a pet, go to the SBCA, get yourself a beer. I'm adding those things in. Watch videos of cats and dogs who are friends. That's actually in there. I think you winning the nomination would be cats and dogs living together, but call a friend, whatever works. But once you've let all of that out, take a deep breath, square your shoulders and make a plan, a plan to fight back and win, a plan to make sure that we won't have to feel this way again. Um, what, feel the way of inauthenticity? She is the fakest, most inauthentic idiot I've ever encountered. She is plastic she is contrived. In fact, if you want a great example of how contrived and how scripted this chick really is, listen to Elizabeth Warren. These are two separate interviews, one by MSNBC, I think the other by CNN, two separate events, not related whatsoever, but somebody took, I think it was Town Hall, decided to take the video of both of these, these incidents and put them on top of each other 
and listen how identical they are. You know, we've, we've had, had three years, years from now Mitch McConnell for Donald three years Trump now. And Mitch McConnell. And it was exactly three years ago, years ago today, tonight Mitch McConnell tried that to Mitch McConnell me tried to pitch me off the Senate floor for reading a statement from Coretta, from Coretta Scott, Scott King to, to try, to try to stop a racist, a racist from being be nominated general. to be Attorney and General of Mitch the United States. And that's when Mitch McConnell said the words that women have put on t-shirts, have embroidered on pillows, and have had tattooed on their, their bodies. Nevertheless, Nevertheless she, persisted. she persisted. There are a lot of people right, right now, now, there are a lot of folks around the country who are really worried that this race against Donald Trump may be unwinnable. I've been, I've been fighting fights that are unwinnable pretty much all, all of my life. life. The fighting fight to get a federal, to get a federal agency to protect consumers. Fighting to get the CEO of Wells Fargo held accountable. And by the way, I got him fired. And fighting to take back to take a Senate seat from a popular incumbent Republican. So I think this is all going to come down to winnability. And there are a lot of folks who say, oh, I don't know about this race being winnable. And I don't know if she can win. Now, here's how I look at it. People doubt winnability right up until we get in the race, we persist, and then we win. And that's how I'm going to be the first president, woman president. That's completely identical. That's amazing. And it's not even just like, you know, a motto, a slogan, you know, a talking point. Maybe there's some, you know, thing that you came up with, a catchphrase. That was a speech, practically. That was a paragraph of sentences that were word for word in, in, in lockstep. How do you even... I couldn't even memorize that to that degree. And I'm not saying that she's some brilliant orator. I'm not saying that she has the mind of, you know, like Ted Cruz who can hear something and basically repeat it back verbatim. This chick memorized everything, every word in order, almost the same inflections, the same pacing. That's how scripted Liawatha, Chief Running Lie, uh, Focahontas really is. So I don't think people are connecting with her for that reason alone. I mean, Hillary Clinton was unlikable because she would try to laugh and go, <laughs> you know, like uh, like Ace Ventura and, and try to act like she is this person who's fun loving with personality. Um, Elizabeth Warren runs on stage like like a really awkward jogger. And then she's always making these stupid Instagram videos and Everything about her is completely fake and contrived, down to her, her recipe in the Pow Wow Chow cookbook of some crab cakes, you know, that Indians in the Midwest weren't even, it's not like they were hanging out, pulling up king crabs or whatever. This idiot is completely contrived, and I think people know it, and people are beginning to move themselves away from her, even though she was the media's darling less than three months ago. Now, Mayor Pete seems to be doing eh, decently, you know, he's running in the seconds and thirds. But the thing about Mayor Pete is he's got an issue with the black community. He had some issues happen in his uh, South Bend uh, locality where he was mayor and Black Lives Matter wasn't having it. Some issues with the police. And so they are really coming down on him. So he's trying to fix his image with the black community. 
Although it doesn't help when you try to make the case to get rid of dark money at a African-American forum in New Hampshire, but yet you say this. Big money out of politics. And in order to do that, we're going to have to reform the entire system. I am not a fan of, let's be clear, I am not a fan of the current campaign finance system. And the reality is, it's not going to get better in all of the ways we need it to get better without a constitutional reform. So there are things we can and should do right away that can deal with black money, uh, 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 sorry, dark money, um, sorry, African-American money. I'm always happy to take uh, uh, black money contributions into my campaign. Um, dark money refers to uh, uh, when you, you can't identify uh, the funding that goes into these super PACs. Yeah, we got to get that black money, that African money out of here. Some of that money, some of that black money are my best friends. Some of my best friends are black money. Yeah, not working out too well for Pete Buttigieg there. The best was he could have just laughed it off and made a joke about it, but instead he decided to just trip on his schlong and tumble on down into Awkwardville and make himself look like a complete and utter ass. But that's what he is. You know, he's Pete Booty Jig, and he's jiggling his way to some sort of relevancy, but I think he's more of a political torpedo used to eliminate the socialists and when his usefulness is past due, he'll be discarded like yesterday's news. And another media darling who's having a hard go of it right now is our buddy. That's right. Everyone's favorite blonde hair leg corn pop, Joe Biden. Eyes popping red. Dentures falling out. Well, he was supposed to be Mr. Inevitable, Mr. Electable. And uh, he didn't fare so well in, in New England, you know. New Hampshire won't too kind to him. In fact, I don't think he showed up anywhere on on the map in New Hampshire. Oh, wait a minute. No, he did show up in one place. Listen to, uh, listen to Mr. King tell us. He's reporting in from New Hampshire. Former Vice President of the United States, you're not first anywhere. You're not second anywhere. I'm sorry, he was second up here, in the, way up here in the North Country. I'll take a look at that. And he, when it's, this is very deceptive, and I don't mean to overstate this. This is Dixville. He's third, but the third place candidate's got no votes. You really cannot make that up. Joe Biden didn't show up anywhere. Did not register on the radar anywhere, except he came in third in Dixville. That's right, mayor of Dixville. And how do you become mayor of Dixville? Well, you know, you call people fat, and you call ladies dog-faced pony soldiers, and you basically ridicule people just like this. Has it occurred to you that there's a certain irony here that here the president is accused of and has acknowledged wanting to get information about your son Hunter and his dealings with Ukraine, and this process of impeachment has ensured that everyone knows about Hunter's dealings with Ukraine? That's He's a good thing, and no one's found anything wrong with his dealings with Ukraine, except they say it sets a bad image. Well, do you agree that it sets a bad yeah, image? and my son said that. Do you think it was wrong for him to take that position? No. Knowing that it was really because but, that but company it, wanted access to you. Well, that's not true. You're saying things you do not know what you're talking about. No one said that. Who said that? Yeah. And this is it. I'm not concerned about it at all. It's like you're giving up on New Hampshire. I'm not giving up on New Hampshire. Don't poke that in my face, okay, buddy? 
a damn liar, man. That's not true. And no one has ever said that. No one has heard that. No? You see it on the TV. No, I know you do. And by the way, that's why I, I'm not sedentary. I don't. I get up and and, and no, let, 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 let them go. Let them go. Look, the reason I'm running is because I've been around a long time and I know more than most people know. And I can get things done. That's why I'm running. And you want to check my shape on? Let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's do, let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take the next pizza. Number two. Number two. No one has said my son has done anything wrong, and I did not on any occasion. And no one has ever said it. Not one. You were doing anything wrong. You said I set up my son to work in an oil company. Isn't that what you said? Get your word straight, Jack. That's what I hear on the on MSNBC. All you don't hear that on MSNBC. You did not hear that at all. What you heard? Look, okay, I'm not going to get in an argument with you, man. Well, I don't want Well, yeah, you do, but uh, but look, fat. Look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's a good question. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I still can't figure out how the guy ran a campaign like this where he's, he's going, look, fat. Hey, get down here and I'll, I'll do push-ups. I'll do one-handed push-ups since your belly's going to be bouncing off the floor there, uh, you know, Fat Albert. I mean, what in the world? This guy calling women dog-faced pony soldiers? Of, did he think that was a winning Thing? Did he think that was a winning method? A winning strategy? Well, and the way he treated Savannah Guthrie, he was, she's about, he's about to bite off the top of her uh, windscreen of her microphone. But um, the news media, Katie Turr, of all people, she decided to get on the ground. She wanted to talk to the people in New Hampshire and find out where the people are. And she had a couple of fails. The first fail was when she went up to a guy coming out of the primaries and she assumed, okay, he's in the primary. We're in New England. We're in New Hampshire. He's a Bernie guy. Let's go talk to him. Only he wasn't. I want to talk to, look, we have a voter out here. Hi. Sir, you're going to, you were watching, so you're going to be on television now. Can you tell us who you voted for? <laughs> Donald John Trump. You voted for Donald John Trump. Yeah. Look at that. He Bernie needs- Sanders is not appealing to you? The whole ideology, ideology would be destructive to the country. It's anti-growth. It's anti-family. It's anti-American. And as a Roman Catholic, it's anti-life. So now Katie Turr gets that bomb dropped on her. Yeah, that was a Trump supporter. Not so much somebody for Bernie Sanders. Well, she decides she's going to talk to some people in the convention Um, she's asking about, well, you know, people don't have 401ks. Um, there are a lot of us out there who don't have 401ks and this economy is not working for them. Um, they can get a car, but it's a loan that will take 30 years. Listen to this. This is what she says. Who is purchasing a car on a 30 year note? Maybe Katie Turr has now wrestled away the welterweight championship of stupid, the welterweight 
championship pound for pound of dumbassery away from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Impact us and our families, our community, and that, that jobs matter. When I ask uh, people if they're voting for Donald Trump, uh, I hear for, about the 401ks a lot. That's a number I hear. 401k, 401k, my 401k is doing great. Um, but there are those out there who don't have a 401k, and there are those out there who this economy is not really working for. They might have a job, but it's not a job that pays their bills. They can get a car, but it's a loan that'll last them 30 years. They can't buy a house. The economy's not working in a way that makes their lives function properly. Well, you're, you're spinning that message. You know, Katie Turr is an utter moron. Maybe Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can call up Milton Keyes, you know, the famed economist Milton Keyes, Maybe get him to uh, sell Katie Turr a Dodge Ram 401k on a 30-year note. I mean, what kind of idiot? These are your elite media people who think that they're smarter than you, that you're an idiot, and they also think that their news organizations, which are obviously pointed, are more insightful than the one that you may watch. You know, you may watch One American News or Fox News, but you're a rube. You're a plebe because you don't subscribe to their uh, their elitist, better-than-thou, holier-than-thou news organization that has it all together. But Katie Turr is talking about people buying cars on a 30-year loan. I, I, the, the dumbassery, the stupidity just eclipses the levels of acceptability with the average person. No one should be subjected to sitting through a news, uh, a newscast where somebody's talking about how people buy. If you're buying a car on a 30-year note, you obviously haven't listened to Dave Ramsey. You obviously have some really awful financial uh, advice. You're not talking to a good CPA or a good financial advisor. You're an idiot. You might as well rent your furniture. Okay, you might as well go to rent a center and rent your end tables and your couches. But this is what we're dealing with with the media, and everybody is now going, "Well, who's our, our who's our number two that we can all get behind?" Because right now we got a communist, we've got uh, a mayor who thinks he's uh, this moderate who's actually his dad was a communist manifesto professor in college and and there's questions about his military service yeah he was in the military but what did he really do in the military did he just sit by behind a desk skip right over uh you know right over boot camp go right to the desk job so that's been something that's been coming up you got amy klobuchar she's got a temper on her beating people with clipboards getting her staffers to break out their goody combs so that she can eat her salad in the airport. And you got corn pop, blonde leg hair guy who's basically accosting his, his supporters all over the place. Elizabeth Warren, who's just a plastic fake individual. We lost Andrew Yang. We lost Deval Patrick. Didn't even know he was running. We lost Mike Bennett. Didn't know he was running either. Actually, I knew he was running. Didn't know he was still there. Didn't know he was still in. Tulsi Gabbard, though, is still in, and she's fine. She's hot. But anyways, she hasn't dropped out quite yet, even though her policies suck. Um, but everybody is now saying, well, you know, we can get Mr. Stan on a box, Mr. Mike in a box, Michael Bloomberg. We can get him. Listen to Donald Trump talking about how uh, Mike Bloomberg wants a box. Michael Bloomberg. Uh, very little. 
I just think of little. You know, now he wants a box for the debates to stand on. Okay, it's okay. There's nothing wrong. You can be short. Why should he get a box to stand on, okay? He wants a box for the debates. Why should he be entitled to that? Really? Then does that mean everyone else gets a box? I guess if they want one, I have to negotiate boxes. Well, the other thing is very interesting. Uh, Cory Booker and all these people couldn't get any of the things that Bloomberg's getting now. I think it's very unfair for the Democrats, but... (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. He wants a box. I say give him a box. (laughs) But... Um, yeah, he's got a problem with some clips. There's a ton of them. We're going to listen to them all together, shall we? Clips of him uh, basically talking about how all the crime is in the minority neighborhoods and maybe we should just stop and frisk them all. He is Mr. Stop and Frisk. This was his policy. He created it and no one is pushing back on him. Minorities are not saying, hey, uh, are you a racist? But here is Michael Bloomberg talking about slamming minorities up against the wall without due process, without, you know, some sort of apprehension, without some sort of uh, evidence of possible wrongdoing. Yeah, this is Michael Bloomberg. 95% of your murders and murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male minorities, 15 to 25. That's true in New York, it's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed. So you've got to, if you want to spend the money for a lot of cops in the street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in the minority neighborhoods. So it's one of the unintended consequences is people say, oh my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes. That's true. Why? Because we put all the cops in the minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the, the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is uh, to throw them against the wall and frisk them. And then they start, they say, oh, I don't want that. I don't want to get caught. So they don't bring the gun. They still have a gun, but they leave it at home. They just keep saying, oh, it's a disproportionate percentage of a particular ethnic group. That may be, but it's not a disproportionate percentage of those who witnesses and victims describe as committing the murder. In that case, incidentally, I think we disproportionately stop whites too much and minorities too little. I mean, if anything, Iowa and New Hampshire should be signs of some serious illumination on the insanity of the Democrat Party. In case the debates weren't enough, in case you didn't see them all raising their hands for open borders and health care to people that aren't even citizens of the country. And in case you didn't notice that Joaquin Castro, who we lost as well, um, Postmaster General Joaquin Castro, who was out there talking about how trans uh, men, females should be given uh, given tampons and, and medical care for menstruation when they were met. All of that insanity Uh, should be enough. But if you wanted to put it in illustrated ways in real time to show you what it's like if they govern, if they run for elections, these two caucuses have done it. And there's more to come. Do you know who would actually be a formidable opponent? John McAfee, libertarian candidate. John McAfee, this guy has been on the run. Listen to him Talk about his latest excursion in Brazil. Oh, Shenandoah, 
Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Unburden yourself, my child. It began in 1985. I was captured by the Yanomamo tribe of the upper Amazon basin of Brazil and forced to eat uh, human flesh. I cannot describe you the intense uh, thrill and uh, joy and, and pleasure of, of the act. It was uh, beyond description. I mean, I have taken every drug in the fucking world, Father, and uh, nothing compared to this. When I was released uh, a year later, I began to look at everyone as food. Uh, Old women, young children, married couples, uh, the women uh, that I dated. I, I began to kidnap people and eat their brains while still alive. I, I started out of compassion by sedating uh, them. But those drugs of sedation got into my own body and interfered with the, the, uh, the bliss of eating uh, human brains and... So I, I stopped sedating them and would uh, tape their mouths uh, shut so that people could not hear them while I ate their living brains. But, but this is not the confession, Father, the true confession. And I, oh, I regret to have to say this is the children... Yes, the, uh, the children and father, I quite frankly do not know where to begin. Come back, my son. You must receive your penance. My son? My, my child? John McAfee, the cannibal. He is more credible, more likable, more sane than the Democrat Party in, in, in total, in whole. It's unbelievable. So the Democrats are basically running on pure insanity, and whether or not they're going to win, it, it's, it remains to be seen. And really, in my mind, Donald Trump has been blowing it out of the park. His, his numbers have been insane, and this is his to lose. All he has to do is not say crazy stuff, not pass insane leftist uh, ideas, which he hasn't been doing, although the budget, thank God he cut it back, was still something I'm concerned with. But all he has to do is be somewhat sane and ridicule him. You know, I'm not saying get off the Twitter because it's effective when he uses it the right way, when he belittles some of them like the box that, uh, <laughs> that Michael Bloomberg's going to stand on for the debates. Um, but as long as the economy goes well, this is his to win. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in to the quick rant. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker. Tune in, Google. Um, you know what? Go on there and subscribe. Become a subscriber. And better yet, if you would, leave a review. Leave a five-star review. It's going to help us go up in the ranks. It's going to make us more visible. If you got a Roku, get the free Adrian Slade Show Roku channel in your streaming store and donate to the show. Go to patreon.com slash Adrian Slade. 
$2, or you can go on anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade. You can donate there. Support the show. Your financial support will help us be able to make this content a little bit more frequently and a little bit more uh, accessible. Also, check out the website, adriansladeshow.com. Follow me at Rants Out Loud and at Adrian Slade Show on Twitter. We're also on Adrian Slade Show on uh, Facebook, on Parler, on, on Clout Hub. Just find us on any social media site. We'll most likely be there, and we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>